Welcome to Episode 9 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark sat down with Dwayne Williamson, a Princeton councilman who has served on a variety of Princeton's boards and committees. In addition to their conversation on the many benefits of community service, Dwayne described his journey from the Caribbean islands to his youth in Trenton, his position at Merrill Lynch, his experiences with his wife while raising their families as residents of Griggs Farm, as well as the importance of his educational experiences leading to his law degree and his current legal practice. This is an enjoyable episode, so without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Dwayne Williamson, for Episode 9 of the Princeton Podcast. Dwayne, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's, a, it's my pleasure to be here. So let me, we're, we're going to ask you some questions. We're going to touch on uh, your time on council and community service and just what a great guy you are. So first question, uh, I think most people know you from your time on the Princeton Council. Uh, but you're about to end that. So how big a decision was that for you to decide not to run again? Well, first of all, I have to say uh, it was a tremendous opportunity for me to serve the wonderful people of Princeton. And um, I, they're, they're, you w- I wish I could continue to serve here. Um, of course, there are a lot of demands on time and things like that. And, um, and so w- one of the reasons I decided not to run for re-election is, uh, as, as most of us know, I grew up in the city of Trenton and I maintain my law office there. And, uh, and as much as I, I've lived in Princeton for about uh, 23 years now, um, but I'm in Trenton on uh, most days also. And unfortunately, there's, we hear all the things that's happening there. Trenton has a lot of potential. And um, one of the things I'm thinking is that, uh, I mean, people are literally dying there. And yeah. we, we read what happens in the papers and the news, et cetera. Um, I, I'm th- with a finite amount of time, um, I've decided to give a lot of my uh, uh, time resources to seeing what we can do to rehabilitate my uh, my uh, first adopted hometown. When I say adopted, I'm originally, as we know, from the island of Jamaica, but when my family immigrated here, we settled in uh, Trenton where I attended public schools. So as, as much as I would love to continue serving the people of Princeton, I, I really feel uh, Trenton is in, in dire straits, and, and I really would like to dedicate a lot of time to seeing what we can do to make that uh, make our capital city and county seat better. Yeah, make it a, make us proud to be uh, have Trenton as the capital city again, which has changed. It has changed a lot over several right. decades, which is unfortunate. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, so we just focusing on Princeton for a little bit before mm-hmm. we uh, go to Trenton. Oh, absolutely. So to speak. <laughs> um, you know, in your in your time on the Princeton Council, you've been on different council committees and you've been liaison to a number of different boards, committees, commissions. Could you kind of just, you know, maybe highlight a couple of those that maybe were the most interesting or your favorites or whatever? Right. You know, it's, it's like picking uh, favorites among children. <laughs> oh, not to compare my BCCs to children, but but I, I love them all. Um, um, I'll, I'll go down the list. I, I served on the uh, recreation uh, board on the uh, Princeton Housing uh, Authority, on the Affordable Housing Board, on the Corner House Board, and also the Princeton Alcohol and Drug Alliance Board. And, and the wonderful thing about all of them is, is they all contribute to just different facets of uh, a wonderful life here in town. We know we have an amazing town. I don't know if every, everyone remembers this, but uh, Luminosity, uh, according to luminosity.com, we are, out of all the municipalities, in all the counties 
in all the states in our country. Uh, we here in Princeton and Palo Alto, California, we're considered the smartest. We have the, the highest average IQ. It was a luminosity article from about maybe three or four years ago, right? <laughs> so we're full of a lot of very well-educated, intelligent people. And we do, we, you know, we have a wonderful university. Uh, we do, uh, uh, we do great things. And our BCCs are, are, are among the, uh, along with our municipal, um, of course, mayor and council and our municipal staff are the ones who get a lot of the work done to keep Princeton uh, being a wonderful uh, town. Um, they have a, a real commitment to equity and um, which, which I, which is always one of uh, my uh, main issues that, that, that I try to assure is, is, is in the work we do. And uh, I just worked with such wonderful volunteers. They all brought very uh, different levels of expertise. I mean, some of the greatest minds in our entire world are right here. And, and many of them serve on these BCCs. And it's just been a, uh, just an honor and a pleasure to work with them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, the BCCs, as we call them, and most people don't always get that, but it's the boards, committees, and commissions. So we just- That's right. The BCCs. The yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a great way for people in town to get involved in the town, uh, right? Because as you said, we Absolutely. have all these citizens, so it's, uh, you know, we should maybe make a pitch for people. Oh, let's, let's make a pitch right now. I go. mean, this is the season, test the season for <laughs> you to volunteer for BCCs. Please go to the Princeton Municipal website. All the information uh, is there. Uh, there are uh, uh, many uh, vacancies. We can always use the uh, extra help. So please get there. We want um, uh, a diverse participation among different ethnicities, different income levels, different areas of expertise. Please go out there and help to make our wonderful town even better. There you go. Great plug. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so prior to being on council, w what else did you do in town politically? Had you done other things? Before? Sure, sure. Um, my political career really started with the Princeton Community Democratic Organization, the PCDO. Um, I, I started um, going to a lot of the uh, PCDO events, uh, like the, the monthly events, et cetera. And PCDO is such a wonderful organization. It's, it's, um, of course, it is a democratic group uh, made up of uh, many progressives in town. What they do, though, is they just bring a lot of issues to light. They bring in a lot of experts. They have great panels. Um, so, in fact, let me credit one person in particular, Owen O'Donnell. Owen O'Donnell was, was the one who I was in town on, invited me to a PCDO meeting. I started going there. Eventually, I became, uh, I came, um, got onto the uh, PCDO executive board. And when Owen was chair, I was uh, vice chair. Of the of the PCDO. In addition to that, um, I, I was a uh, the District Twenty Two Committeeman for the Princeton Democratic Municipal uh, Committee. So serving the neighborhood around Griggs Farm, uh, where I still reside. Right. So thank you, Owen, for dragging uh, <laughs> Dwayne into in, into, into the politics, in, right? <laughs> into the process, right? But it, but right. it's also but, good to see, right, that um, you know there's a pathway for people. You could get. And whether you're a Democrat or Republican, there's political party organizations for both. I mean, but right. anybody in town, I mean, there's many ways to kind of dip your feet, join uh, your political party's local committee, join one of the BCCs, but, right. you know, get to know the community more. And, you know, if you want to someday run for council, then that's a possibility. Hey. That's the wonderful thing about democracy. Yep, yep. Yep. So you mentioned you're from Jamaica. So 
Tell us a little bit about, you know, you were born in Jamaica. Did you live there two hours, two months, two decades? <laughs> Maybe a couple or, years. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I left pretty young. So uh, the journey to the States, technically, this is the fourth country I've lived in, which is kind of interesting. So I was born in Jamaica up in the, I was going to say the deep country. In this case, it was very elevated, so up in the hills. And um, no, I'm not going to disrespect the people of West Virginia. I was going to say the West Virginia of Jamaica. No, West Virginia, I'm sure, is a wonderful state with wonderful people, with wonderful towns and, and wonderful countryside. But uh, I always say that to say where I grew up in Jamaica was extremely rural. Rural to the point where we didn't even have indoor plumbing. Someone forgot to build indoor plumbing for the house. So we had to go to like a district pipe as they call it in the, in the morning, to get our day's water for bathing and cooking and things like that. So, so very developing in a developing country. Even though much of Jamaica is very advanced, very developed, we were in the deep countryside. But um, at a certain point, um, one part I don't remember. My mother told me we lived in the Bahamas for uh, a, a few months uh, because my biological father happens uh, to be from Nassau, Bahamas. He passed away. Uh, so we lived there for a few months. That part I don't remember. I remember living in, 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 on the island of Bermuda because my stepfather, who my mother had married, um, is from Bermuda. And I remember li- we lived there for about a year and a half. It was just a great time, I remember, when I was a, when I was a child. And then we came to this uh, place called Trenton, New Jersey. So I often ask my mother, okay, what's the story there? And, and we came in the dead of winter, never saw snow before. It was cold. <laughs> and it was a little... It, it was a little gray, and and uh, and it was, so we left very bright, sunny, beautiful Bermuda. And I, I was trying to figure out the story there. And it's it's a, a very, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a very quick version of that story. The the quick version is my aunt uh, Elfrida Campbell, who actually worked for some families here. She was actually a housekeeper for uh, Phyllis Martian for many years, and actually a housekeeper for the Burns for for many years. I mean, you going back into like the seventies, etc. My my aunt happened to in, happened to meet an American tourist in Jamaica who happens to come from a town called Heightstown in Merce County. We had no family members here, had no connections to this country. And so my aunt and this lady remained friends. They were like pen pals in the 70s. Eventually, this lady sponsored my aunt and her husband, my Uncle Robbie, or Robert, we call him Uncle Robbie, to move to the States. And wherever that aunt goes, usually my mother follows. <laughs> and then... The lady told, told her, oh, there's this city nearby. It's called Trenton. It could get, you know, uh, more affordable housing, jobs, et cetera. So my aunt and uncle went to this place called Trenton. My family's never heard of before in this place called New Jersey. And then, voila, my mother decides to come here with myself and my siblings. And uh, unfortunately, she uh, was divorcing um, her husband, who was in Bermuda at the time, my, my, my stepfather. And we came to this place called Trenton. And I, I still remember my mother saying, we're only going to be here for two weeks. Now, how many decades ago was that? <laughs> so that's the story. That's little, how we got here. A little longer. Right. That's amazing. Um, okay. Hey, so let's just fast forward a little bit. So you went to, you were in Trenton. You went to the public schools there, right. I imagine. Graduated uh, Trenton, Trenton High School yeah. in uh, class of 89. Go Tornadoes. There you go. There you go. So, um you know, we know you're an attorney, but so why don't you tell us about where you went for your undergrad and then, then you went to law school. So sure. What was all, tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, so if you ever go to my high school yearbook, right beneath my picture, the picture with the, the formal picture with the tuxedo, it says, I want to major in international relations undergrad 
and then I want to go to law school. And so what did I do? Uh, when I was graduating from uh, Trenton High, I applied to uh, Georgetown University School of Foreign Service. At the time, I thought I wanted to be a diplomat, possibly uh, uh, join the U.S. State Department. And um, so um, thank God I got accepted there. So I went to, so I graduated high school 89, went to Georgetown from 89 till I graduated in, the ni- in 93. Um, and I graduated with a a Bachelor of Science in, in uh, Foreign Service is the name of the degree, BSFS. And my major um, uh, was International Politics, colon, Relations Law and Organization. Georgetown likes a lot of very long names and everything. <laughs> in fact, the degree is in Latin, so, and, and I don't really speak Latin, so I can't read my own degree. But, <laughs> but I do recognize my name on it. And it says Rebus Exteris, which I think means Foreign Service, <laughs> right? Um, so... Uh, it's interesting because while I was an undergrad, I used to intern with uh, Merrill Lynch um, through a program called Inroads. It's a program that was started in Chicago by a priest in Chicago who, who, who thought a lot of talent in America's urban centers were going untapped. So he tried to connect a lot of that talent with corporations. And so the Inroads program grew out of that. So through inroads, and it's mostly um, minority kids, uh, or, 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 or I should say, um, a children of color. And so through that, um, I got an internship with Merrill Lynch. So when I graduated Georgetown, Merrill offered me this really nice position, and it just took me on a different track because I thought I was going to the State Department. So after two summers working for Merrill. And during the interview process, I was picked up at the airport in a limousine and everything. And then I saw the bright lights, big city, and, you know, the semi-brochures with the Manhattan skyline. And all of a sudden, I ended up working at Merrill Lynch. And I, and I started in the executive uh, trainee program, they called it. Uh, stayed there for about six years total. It wasn't really what I wanted. Um, my plan was actually to go first to law school and and as I mentioned, uh, going to the, dip- the diplomatic corps, that, that was my plan. Or I was even thinking about maybe some of the intelligence services, like the Central Intelligence Agency or something like that, um, like a lot of my classmates end up doing. So, but anyways, end up staying at Merrill. And <laughs> so now I became a Wall Street person, became a financial consultant, which is the term Merrill uses for stockbrokers. I did some marketing, product development, um, um, the, the uh, financial consulting I actually had an internet company for a couple of years. So I left Merrill in 99. I got caught up in the whole internet wave because I, I used to be involved in um, independent films and independently produced music and things like that with a couple of uh, partners of mine and uh, ended up doing an internet company for a couple of years. And that was from 99 until about 2001. Um, just couldn't raise the amount of venture capital that... that actually, the, the, the internet company, I, I did by myself as a separate company from my two partners on on the, um, the, 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 the independent film and independent music marketing. And I uh, just couldn't raise the capital. And then my, it, when you're on Wall Street, your licensees, you, you have to be associated with a registered broker dealer for, for um, um, uh, well, if, it's, if two years passes and you're not associated, your licensees automatically expire. So as my two years were about to end, I'm like, wait a minute, I got a lot of great licenses I worked really hard for, Series 7, Series 63, all those things. I said, you know, I need to get back on Wall Street. So I applied to uh, Solomon Smith Barney, which was at the time when Solomon Brothers merged with Smith Barney, which was Merrill's main competitor. And uh, for some reason, I said, I don't feel like going back to Merrill, so I'll do something new. Ended up working in Manhattan, happened to be there during 9-11, so witnessed all of 9-11. 
And after 9-11, I started really thinking to myself, and there's a whole set of stories in that in and of itself. I uh, just started thinking to myself, I, I want to go on the plan that I want to go on, which I, I said I was going to go to law school. So that's what I did. So, oh, <laughs> so I end up going back to law school and, uh, and the rest is history. <laughs> that's a great story. It's Thanks. amazing where people go and how you get to where you eventually get to. Tell me about it. My yeah. aunt met a lady from Heightstown that ended up here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who would have known? known? Right. Tell me about it. So, okay. So, you, you, you go to law school. Uh-huh. You get your law degree. Right. All right. So, what? So how did you end up back in Trenton, Princeton? Or oh. What, or, or where did you end up? So, what, what happened right after law school? And then how the heck did you get back here? Well, what happened was um, I... When I graduated undergrad, I was very much involved in this organization called the United Nations Association of the USA. And um, they, a lot of the, the faculty at Princeton's, the former Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson School now, um, who are, of course, Woodrow Wilson School, School of International uh, 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 Relations. So, so a lot of the faculty there were also members of the UNA USA. UNA USA is a domestic organization which tries to get more political support for United Nations activities. So because of that, I used to go to a lot of meetings at the former Woodrow Wilson School. And I just loved being in Princeton. And at the time I was living, when I finished undergrad, I, and I moved uh, back to uh, Trenton. So this is even um, while I was on Wall Street. So I was, I was involved in, in this, this organization. So I was to be here all the time. And then, as I mentioned earlier, uh, my, my uh, aunt and actually my mother also, they, they were, and actually not just my, my aunt Bertie, who, who I mentioned was the first one to come here, but other aunts followed. My mother um, had nine sisters. Some have passed, since passed, but she started off with nine sisters. And a few of them literally were, I hate to say you're stereotypical Jamaican housekeepers, but they were housekeepers and for many of the families here in Princeton. So I actually used to come to Princeton as a kid. And in fact, I used to vacuum living rooms in Princeton as a kid. I'll go with my mom sometimes and we'll, you know, I just happen to be, I'll, I'll help out. Yeah. So, so that was my first introduction to Princeton, which is really interesting. So, so of course, later on in life, I, as I mentioned, I used to come to over at the Woodrow Wilson, the former Woodrow Wilson school. And I remember after one meeting, we were over at uh, Small World Coffee, which had just opened maybe a few years before. And I was with just a, just a few uh, friends from the UNA USA. And I mentioned that I'm looking for, I, I need to buy a house and I'm looking for somewhere to, to, to purchase a house. And someone mentioned, oh, there's this complex right up to six. It's called Griggs Farm. You should check it out. I've never heard of it before. So, of course, I decided to go drive and explore. Found out there's this complex called Griggs Farm. And as we know, Griggs Farm is uh, an um, um, inclusionary complex where you have half of the units are affordable housing units, half are market. And um, I ended up buying, I went to look at one unit that was for sale, found out uh, a new whole street was being planned with new units. Ended up buying one of the new units before it got built. And so that had to be in 98. So then I moved to uh, Princeton with my, uh, my fiance at the time, uh, who, who I've since married. And of course, she's, she's the mother of my uh, three children, uh, who's uh, uh, Trina Williamson. She's a teacher in the Trenton Public Schools, so, and who, I, who I knew from high school. So, so we, were, uh, we were friends. In high, we didn't date in high school, but we were, we were friends in, uh, in, in, at Trent High. 
and and been in Princeton ever since. There you go. All right. Yeah. So now that you you open the door to your that you do have a family, it's not just you. <laughs> so uh, I mean, just tell us a little bit. You said you said you're married. You have children. So how many children? Male, female. What are they doing? Okay, I have a son and two daughters. So my when we moved here, my son was was was, was uh, he did preschool in Trenton. When we moved here, he came here just in time to start kindergarten. So he went to Trent Public Schools. I mean, we went to Trent Public Schools, my wife, Katrina. My son went to Princeton Public Schools all the way through kindergarten uh, uh, and graduated uh, Princeton High School in 2016. My two daughters were already here when they were born. So all they've known is uh, life in, Prin- in Princeton. They've All my children went to uh, Lillibrook, then the former uh, JW, graduated Princeton High School. So now my son, who I mentioned graduated, actually, no, I'm sorry. He graduated high, Princeton High School in 2012, went to Rutgers in New Brunswick, uh, did really well at Rutgers. He played football at Princeton High, couldn't play college football. He had a, there's a, he had a hairline fracture orthopedist, thought it wouldn't be a good idea um, uh, for him to continue playing football. Did really well at, at, at uh, Rutgers. It was dean's list every single semester, so it was well-prepared from the Princeton Public Schools. Graduated cum laude. He was admitted to the Honor Society, the Greek Letter Honor Society for his major. And uh, my, my father-in-law comes into all this because my father-in-law is a well-decorated uh, military veteran who's mentioned in books on combat and was honored with being, he's buried at Arlington National Cemetery, actually. So, so uh, he was, um, which is an honor. It's not easy to, right. I, I don't say get a place in Arlington. <laughs> it's a little morbid, morbid but, but uh, because of his uh, exemplary military career, uh, they offered to have him buried there. So, they, so I bring that up to say um, he, he was a huge influence on my son growing up, uh, just meeting all his veteran buddies. My father-in-law was combat wounded in both Korea and Vietnam. So I, I think because of that, my son got really interested in the military. And every year, my father-in-law and his friends will have a reunion somewhere in the country. It'll be in Seattle, Washington. It'll be, let's say, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. They'll pick a different city. And my father-in-law used to bring my son with him. Oh, wow. So I think that's what, why Dwayne got so interested in the military. So after he graduated Rutgers, he attended uh, officer candidate school for the Marine Corps down in Quantico, Virginia, and became a, got, got his commission as a Marine officer. So my son um, served with the Marine Corps, uh, mainly stationed in Japan, but also served in the Middle East. And, uh, and you know, it's a lot of stories from the Middle East. Some, a lot he says he couldn't tell me because a lot of them were. He did a lot of uh, covert operations and things like that um, in the Middle East out of Al-Udaid, uh, which is Central Command Headquarters, uh, Al-Udaid in, in Qatar, as they call it now. When I was a kid, it used to be Qatar. These days it's Qatar and some pronounce it Qatar. So a lot of uh, activities there. And he extended, he, was, he had a four-year commitment, which he extended by six months. And uh, so now he finished his active duty commitment. Uh, he's back home in Princeton. Now he's trying to figure out his next move. He's been doing a lot of day trading with stocks. He's telling me he's making more money than I'm making. It's probably true. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he's been just doing a lot of traveling on his own and having uh, a, a great time. My two daughters are both... Uh, in undergrad, so my my older daughter, who's my middle child, um, Leah, Leah is a senior at Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia. Uh, she started as a film animation major. She's doing a bachelor's of fine arts. Started as a film animation major, and now she is doing video game design. And my youngest child, who's my younger daughter, Raina, is a sophomore at um, Montclair State University. Let me tell her claim to fame. Raina 
um, was a track star at Princeton High School. In fact, when she graduated, she had the record for having the most records on Princeton's all-time track and field record board. Wow. Reina, well, four was with her relay team. They were like Mercer County champions, et cetera, and regional champions. And uh, two were on her, on her own. She was like top five heptathlon, seven events in the entire state. And uh, so she's actually a film major at Montclair State now. It's great how they all getting into well, getting their own lives. Right, absolutely. That's a great thing. They don't listen to me. They really do have their own lives. <laughs> right. So, okay, let's just jump back to the whole law thing for a second. You're an attorney. Yes. You have your own firm. Yes. What, what do, so what, what kind of area of the law do you focus on? Well, well, that's actually a Princeton story, too, when it comes to law practice. All right, so I'm at uh, Rutgers. I went to Rutgers Law School. And the reason why I chose Rutgers is, you know, I had a wife and three kids. I had to eat, so to yeah. speak. I had to work and eat at the time. I, I couldn't do like many undergrad students. Who, well, those who graduate undergrad go straight to law school. You go to law school full-time and don't have to work. So the entire time I was in law school, I worked a full-time job. And the great thing about Rutgers is that it accommodates that. So they have what they call the evening program. So they actually have all the classes you'd need for law school in the evenings, starting at like 6 p.m. So I would work from 8.30 to 4.30 and then go to classes for the rest of the night. And what it does, it stretches out your year just by one, your, your time in law school by one year. So three years is, 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 is common. Um, however, because the American Bar Association has a rule, if you work more than 20 hours a week, you're not allowed to take more than, or 15 or more credits. You have to take less than 15, so 14 max credits per semester. They basically don't want law students killing themselves. So uh, 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 that's what I did. Now, the Princeton side of that story is when I moved to Griggs Farm, I met um, a couple, which, which remain uh, some of my best friends. Uh, Michelle Tuck Ponder, mm -hmm. who's the former mayor of uh, the Princeton former Township. Princeton Township, yep. and her husband, Ronald Ponder. And Ronald at the time, uh, Ronald was, was a career attorney who's now retired. So um, I mentioned to Ronald that um, I'm finishing up law school. Uh, took, I graduated law school in 2007, immediately took the bar. Then got to pass the bar the first time. Didn't want to. That was tough. Didn't want to go through that again. <laughs> and um, so Ronald said, hey, Dwayne, why don't you go work with me over at my law office? Uh, and it's one Route 1. It had a, has a Princeton address, but it's technically West Windsor, just north of uh, Quaker Bridge Mall at a complex there. So I ended up working with Ronald for a number of years. We had a, a partnership called Ponder and Williamson. Eventually, I, I wanted to be in downtown Trenton near the courthouses. So um, our firm uh, basically split at that, at that time, and I started my own firm down in, uh, in Trenton in uh, 2010. So I've been at that office uh, ever since. Amazing, that's great. Um, okay, I saw, I, you know, I was checking up on you. I googled you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did oh, you find? Yeah, I, was, I, I did. Was, well, well, after you it's all good stuff. On yeah, well, see, after you leave, I have all this other stuff I'm going to add to the podcast and say, <laughs> "Hey, did you guys know?" But um, you know, so I call, saw a couple different things. But I, I saw that you're active in a church in Trenton. Oh, th that is correct. Yes, yes. So um, I'm a deacon. And don't let the horns fool you. I actually am a deacon <laughs> at uh, Mount Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church in Trenton. So ever since, ever since we came to the States, my, my, the same aunt, we call her Aunt Birdie, her real name is Elfrida Campbell, and, and my uncle uh, Robbie uh, were members of that church. And um, my, my mother's an Adventist, and uh, so I uh, followed that, 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 uh, that, that spiritual uh, 
uh, tradition and uh, became an Adventist myself. So, so I still remain a beacon of Mount Sinai. I guess I've been there, who has to be about what, 40 years now or something like that. Right. So, you know, on the council, you're doing all these other things before you became council, active in the church, doing things there. Uh, and then I also saw you were uh, connected with Mercer County Community College for a while. Yes, yes. I, I served on the board of trustees there. So, um, right. That, that was such a labor of love. Um, I, it's, it's interesting because when I was in high school at Trenton High, I actually took classes at Mercer County College also. So when I, when I got to Georgetown, I actually had enough credits. I must have had at least about nine credits, so college credits already, so about three classes um, which means my last semester, I think, I think it only took maybe one or two classes my, my final semester. It is because of Mercer County College. So, so I, I did, growing up in Trenton, I, I took any advantage of every, pro- Mercer County College always, always had an amazing program. So I took advantage of every program they had. So I always have love for Mercer County College and particularly the James Kearney campus, which is located in downtown Trenton. So um, uh, fast forward years later, um, I had the um, um, county executive, Brian Hughes, asked me if I wanted to uh, serve on the uh, board of trustees there, which was certainly an honor, certainly labor of love, required a lot of work. It was a volunteer uh, position, but as I mentioned, it was such a labor of love. Um, when I was elected here, there's actually a state law, which I don't know if I fully agree with it, but or, or agree with most people's interpretation of it, but it says that if you are an elected official in the state, you lose your vote on publicly funded colleges because they believe there's a conflict somewhere. I mean, I, I could kind of intuit, but I have to search real deep to intuitively see what the, what the, what, what the uh, conflict is. I can see if I was on the board of commissioners that helps fund the college, but, but that is the law. And in fact, uh, Mayor Freed out in Robbinsville and I served together and at this time he didn't have his vote. So we were thinking about legally challenging it, but, uh, but I figured I have, there's only 24 hours in a day, and I had a full-time job. I was going to be on council. I'm going to have my liaisons. I just was just just couldn't do it all. You know, you want to do so much in one lifetime, but unfortunately, like I said, t- time is finite. So I had, I had to. So I resigned from the board so I could put more time into being uh, a councilman here. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll just put a, a plug in for Mercer County Community College. I also attended there for a little bit in between. I was on the three college eight year plan, and so part of the uh, time I, I spent there. And I thought it was a great experience. It's great, great so school. It's great a, school. It, it's a, it's a great resource for uh, people in Mercer County. To Absolutely. Definitely take advantage Absolutely. of. All right. So let me, so let me ask you this question just because we're going to, we're going to wrap up shortly, but you're stepping off of Princeton council. You're focusing on Trenton. I get all that. Right. So what is the, is there a political future for you at some point? Do you, are you given thoughts that, you know, I don't know, maybe you're doing something on January 2nd. I have no idea. But, you know, down the road, do you see yourself jumping back into politics? Is that a question I can ask you? I have no, no of idea. Course, of course. At the end of the day, my goal is what do I do to make the world a better place or my little corner of the world, so to speak. Um, to me, politics is, is really about, is really a facilitator. It, it, you know, I, I know the same thing for you, Mark. We're not there because uh, we want to have that title. We're there because we want to get something done. And, and, Maybe that position is the best facilitator to get there. When I talk about Trenton, I'm also talking about Princeton because what happens in Trenton affects Princeton. Uh, Out of our property taxes, what, um, 30% of what we raise goes to the county. 
where does a lot of that county money go? It goes to Trenton in different ways, whether through uh, Mercer County, Board of Social Services, et cetera. So what happens in Trenton affects us. And when I say Trenton, I'm not just talking about as capital Trenton, but literally what happens on the streets of Trenton affects Princeton. We live in an uh, interdependent world. And here, uh, we're, we are meshed together. And in fact, I, I really believe that for, we, we're very, we tend to be very progressive folks here in Princeton. I really believe if we put certain resources in, we have a great university right here. I, I would say arguably, except for Georgetown University, arguably the best <laughs> university in Rutgers, arguably the best <laughs> university, my, my two alma maters, arguably <laughs> the best university in the country, if not the world, with, with a huge amount of resources you know, not endless resources, of course, but a huge amount of resources, uh, both mental and, and uh, I'll say intellectual resources um, and material resources. And I, I really think if we collectively try to think of how we can help each other, we find out we also help ourselves. Uh, we, we look at the dark side of that. Remember, we just, what, a little over a month ago, we had the uh, folks who stole the, the vehicle right. end up in that really tragic car accident, 15-year-old from Newark. So... We don't want to live in a bubble and think, oh, because we have this great town, not seeing what's going on in the world around us, because if we don't, the world around us is going to come to us. So we don't want it to come in a negative way. So that's that's my very long-winded way of saying that we, we always have to think about how we affect each other, municipalities. Uh, uh, you know, Of course, we're subjected to state laws, New Jersey state, a state law. We're subjected to federal laws. Um, so we have to think of things uh, very broadly. As, as far as me and politics, of course, um, th there's possibilities if I feel that a political position would be a great facilitator in getting things done and helping us to create a wonderful, much better society. I'll, I will certainly be willing to, I should say, sacrifice and, and right. put the time in. Because at the end of the day, we, we all know those who have served in spite of folks coming on, talking, like uh, sometimes we get comments that, you know, we're doing things secretly and nefariously. We're, none of us are getting rich off of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is sacrifice. Yeah. This is blood, sweat, and tears because we really believe in making things, making things better. It's blood, sweat, and tears. That's what this is, right? And if anything, folks could be say, should be saying, I can't believe you're actually subjecting yourself to that. It, it, really, this is a lot of sacrifice. So, so yes, it is a possibility I may be willing to do more sacrifice uh, in the future. And just one thing to anybody that's thinking of getting into public service in any way, whether it's running for office or just helping your community through these boards, committees, commissions, whatever it is, even though you've mentioned the sacrifice and all that, at the end of the day, it's interesting, right. it's fun, yes, and it's rewarding. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. So yep. public service is a great thing. Public, yes. Don't get me wrong, because I used the word sacrifice a, a little too, too a, a little too many times just now. It is certainly rewarding. It is. There's nothing better than to contribute to seeing an excellent end result. Um, and I, in fact, I'll, I'll mention this right here. One of the most rewarding things for me here in Princeton is what we're doing on the affordable housing side. We have about five major affordable housing projects coming up. I mean, these, this is giving people that basic human right of a decent place to live. And, and, and there's some, I would say no better town to live in than in Princeton. So thinking of how many generations of people that us developing more affordable housing, how many generations of people this is going to affect. I mean, you're, we're talking about things that's going to outlast us for centuries. And, and, um, so, 
that is extremely rewarding. It, nothing gets more rewarding than that. So, Dwayne, thanks again for being here. Thanks for your time on the Princeton Council. And uh, thank I'm, you, Mayor. I'm, I'm going to thank you now for the stuff you're going to do in the future because it's obvious you're you're staying involved. So, anyway, great day, and thanks again. Oh, you're welcome, Mayor. It's, it's been an honor and pleasure, as I mentioned before, serving the, the people of, uh, of Princeton. It's, it's been an honor working with you, Mayor, and uh, I'm always here to contribute uh, uh, how and uh, and where I can. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the ninth episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.